Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand new 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Forget front row seats. We're taking you into the action on the field and in the dugout with Season 2 of Play Loud. Follow some of the league's biggest stars as we mic them up and get the cameras rolling during some of the hottest matchups of the season. Catch real-time reactions from Juan Soto and Francisco Lindor in the field and catch all the hilarious conversations between players off the field with unprecedented access. Watch episodes of Play Loud at YouTube.com slash MLB. Play Loud brings you baseball like you've never seen before. Bradford Show. That's my open? That's what they used to call me, Swivel Hits Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion. Bradford Show. That's delicious. All right, special emergency Bradford Show. Dave Dombrowski has been fired, so I figured we got to do a podcast. No matter what we're talking about, the wee hours of the night or the wee hours of the morning. I don't even know how that works. What is it? Is the wee hours of the night or wee hours of the morning? Whatever it is, it's it's late and it's early. Um, but this is very important because I know that people want to hear what I have to say about Dave Dombrowski. And if you don't, well, then you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. And by the way, you should be, and you should be subscribing, and you should be leaving five-star reviews. But... Like I said, we won't get too much into that because this is just a special emergency Brad Foe show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for rating. Blah, blah, blah. Um, all right. So anyway, uh, word came down. Dave Dombrowski gone. Is it a surprise? No. Is the timing a surprise? Yeah, of course it is. You don't, Usually you don't fire someone this early in September with only a few weeks to go before the end of the regular season. But here's the thing is that it shouldn't really be a surprise. Um, and I'm sure we're going to find out some sort of thing that happened, whether it's, you know, contract negotiations broke off or, or whatever it is. And the fact of the matter is that they could not go into the offseason. They could not go into October, November with Dave Dombrowski on a lame duck contract. They couldn't do it. He was going in the last year of his contract. They could not do that. There's too many huge decisions to make. You can't have a guy in a lame duck year of his contract make a decision about Mookie Betts, whether to trade him, whether to sign him, whether to allocate the money toward that position, toward that player. Jackie Bradley, he's going to be a free agent after next year too. What do you do with him? How are you going to build the starting rotation? Are you going to go with a veteran? Are you going to go with a young guy? How are you going to integrate the younger guys? Are you going to have to go out and get younger players? Um, how are you going to view the bullpen? 
do you, are you going to allocate more money to the bullpen or are you pretty happy with how things are? All of it. You know, you could not go into this offseason with so much at stake, which basically forming the future of the organization with a guy in the in, with one year left on this contract. So that said, if if they view Dave Dombrowski as the guy to make these decisions, then you would have to extend him. You would have to say you're the guy who's going to make these decisions in the offseason, and you're the guy who's going to have to live with these decisions for year two, year three, maybe year four. But if you don't feel that Dave Dombrowski's that guy, then you have to move on from him. And it doesn't matter when you do it, whether it's in early September or whether it's in October. It doesn't matter. You have to move on from him if you don't think. And let's be honest, everybody. Like The reality is that they were never going to say, Dave Dombrowski, you're our president of baseball operations for the future. They weren't. They just weren't because of the way that the game has changed because of, I think, how the bad taste that were in the ownership, the, the ownership group's mouth after he had allocated all this money. He had told ownership this was the way to spend their money. This was the way to go for the highest payroll in all of baseball. This was going to be worth it. And then, boom, it falls flat with Nathan Avaldi and Steve Pierce and these guys that he, that Dave Dombrowski had gone to bat for and strategized uh, around. And this was the blueprint. And, and this is how it works. I mean, he has to go to ownership and say, I think we should do this. And it's not like John Henry is is taking a deep dive into the analytics of you know why Steve Pierce and Nathan Avaldi or or Eduardo Nunez or whoever might be good fits for this team. He, that's not his deal. His deal is to listen to Dombrowski, rely on Dombrowski, and then say, you know what, if you want to spend this money, this is what you have to spend. Okay. And you, all you have to do is listen to what John Henry said, told me in London, and you get a pretty good idea where he was coming from. The first quote, I mean, this is, this again, this is pretty telling to me. The first quote from him is, this is John Henry at the end of June on the field in London with music blaring in the background. So I'm sorry, I can't play audio, so I'm going to have to read it. So my take is that maybe it's not the best thing in the world to bring back the same team in its entirety every time. You don't want to break a team down, but maybe a few changes wouldn't hurt. But the feeling is always different after you win, apparently. Boom. I mean, how can you argue with that? The Yankees, the Astros, I mean, these teams came close as well. They won almost as many games as the Red Sox last year, but they make tweaks here and there. And I think that you got to do that. And what did Dombrowski do? What did the Red Sox do? They defaulted to Evaldi. They defaulted to Pierce. They defaulted to Nunez. defaulted to pretty much the same exact roster, unless you want to count Colton Brewer, and and said we believe we're going to, be able to roll it over. And it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't easy. I understand. You have these guys, and you have contract situations, and you have to prioritize guys, and so forth and so on. But it, it was not. You know. There had to be a tweak here, a tweak there, and there wasn't. I mean, the Yankees did. Look at, I mean, DJ LeMahieu, Urshala. I mean, those guys are important. Allocating uh, resources to Britain, to Ottavino. 
I mean, Cashman did it the right way this time around. And newsflash, they won 100 games last year and were, were probably, to me, the second best team in the Major League Baseball. The second quote from this from this Henry thing is also telling, I thought. This has to do with the money. He said, when you know, I was asking him about, I was asking John Henry about is luxury tax going to be an issue when it comes to trade deadline. Again, this is end of June. So it's not a luxury tax issue. It's a question of how much money do we want to lose. We're already over budget. We substantially over our budget last year and this year. We're not going to be looking at a lot of payroll, and it's hard to imagine fielding a better team. If we play up to our capabilities, we'll be fine. That's the question. Will we? We're halfway through, and we haven't. It's a worthy team because we invested. Two years in a row, we have the highest payroll. It's not a matter of investment. It's a matter of playing well. If we play up to our capabilities, we will easily make the playoffs. That's how I see it. Let me repeat that line. Uh, It's a worthy team because we invested. Two years in a row, we have the highest payroll. So that's basically John Henry saying, I gave you the money, and this is what you did with it. And so we had already mentioned rolling over the roster. Another part of that was you look at how he he wanted to do this. He he wanted to do this in terms of in terms of allocating money toward extensions. And in Chris Sale, perfect example. It is baffling. It is baffling. We're going to look back at this Chris Sale extension. And this is what Dave Dabrowski signs off on. And I understand ownership signed off on it as well and said, we want to prioritize this. We messed up the John Lester contract, and we want to make good by getting this ace, locking up this 30-plus-year-old. But, but as the president of baseball operations, you have to look at this through the prism of, Hey, you know what? Do I want to I take this approach? Do I want to allocate these five years at $20 million a year to this guy who, for all his qualities, for all that he did, is coming off a year where he had a shoulder thing? And I understand the MRIs were clean. So, But you can't just do it. You can't just say MRIs are clean. He did this. He, he's a leader in the clubhouse. So we're going to give him five years. And because when you do that, you are locking yourself in. You are saying, this is the guy. This is an enormous piece of the puzzle. Because when you lock yourself into a starting pitcher on a long-term deal, it's, it's even more important. It's even more damaging if it doesn't work out than a position player. Because that is the most important allocation of resource. If you lock yourself in that, that is one of five guys that you either ride or you die with. And for them to say to Sale, say, hey, you know what? We believe you. We believe you're going to be okay. That's one thing. But when Chris Sale says, I was never going to go through a contract year, my intentions were always to sign with the Red Sox, the Red Sox have to read that better. They have to. They have to read that situation better. That's what Chris Sale was telling me also in London, that, hey, I was always going to sign back here. There was never really a scenario where I was going to go to free agency or not sign with the Red Sox because everything added up. This, If you're the Red Sox, you have to understand if that's the case, then you wait it out a little bit, you see how he does, 
then you make the offer <clears throat> that you think that is fair. And he's probably going to take it. He's got probably going to take it. And this isn't about haggling over money. This is about making sure that you get it right. Because let's be honest, if you don't sign Chris Sale and he goes through this year, where is he sitting right now? I mean, you're sitting at you know a one or two year deal, you know, depending on his health. I mean, what if you know what if Nathan Avaldi, you know, what if you don't sign Nathan Avaldi? What if Nathan Avaldi doesn't have those few weeks at the end of the year last year? Then what are you sitting at? A two year deal? You know, it's you, all of these have to, things have to be factored in. And the two players that I just mentioned, those were such an enormous chunk of this puzzle that was just disastrous this year. That's the, and that's a fact, and that's the sort of thing that is leading uh, John Henry down this path when it comes to Dave Dombrowski. It's not that complicated to me. It really isn't. I, I don't really buy into the, oh, well, he gutted the farm system and this is you know what he does. All right, yeah, you know what? The farm system isn't great right now. The higher end, it was an, it's an embarrassment that you aren't able to, to fill in the starting rotation with guys from, from AAA. But you know what? The, like you Name the guys that Dave Dombrowski traded away. They say, oh, my goodness, I can't believe you traded that guy. He had an ability usually to identify the right guys in trade. He did. And so you can't ignore that. You have to give him credit for that. That's a fact. Was he creative in getting young talent back? No, I wouldn't say so. I mean, there were some ex exceptions to that. You get Josh Taylor for Devin Morero. That was a that was a nice little move. There are other other ones here and there. But but when it comes to this narrative that that oh look at Dave Dombrowski he gutted the farm system no he didn't not really he didn't gut the farm system I mean he got he got significant value for probably guys that weren't as valuable as as really the, a lot of people thought they might be I mean that is that is the reality of that situation I think that when it comes to that sort of thing and where they thought this was going and how ownership viewed this whole ball of wax, the contracts and the payroll and the prospects and, and the farm system and the team and the record, all of it. This is how I would sum it up, is that, that Dave Dombrowski had put this, this, this organization in a little bit of a hole, in a hole. And the ownership group looked at Detroit and they said, that was a hole as well. And they fell deeper in the hole. They were, the, this ownership group is trying to get out of the hole before they got any deeper. That's what it was. That's how it is. They know that they don't want to, they know that the, there is a possibility that if you keep going down this road, that it's only going to get worse. And maybe it gets a little bit better, but ultimately it's going to get worse. And then you're going to end up with an organization that's really, really in that hole, deeper, deeper in that hole for a long time. Once again, just look at Detroit. I mean, you can't, you have to. You have to look at examples of, of what Dave Dombrowski, this approach by Dave Dombrowski has, has led to. You, you can't ignore that. And I think that's what ownership was doing. Dabrowski was the right guy at the right time when he was hired. You needed one voice. You needed that sort of guy. It paid off. Three playoff appearances, one World Series. 
right now, this was the right, well, whoever this is, is probably going to be more of the right guy at the right time than Dombrowski. As I wrote, as I so eloquently wrote at the end of my story, I'm in my column, the future is now for these Red Sox. And that did not bode well for the man who is leaning on the past. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, special emergency Bradford show. We got a couple uh, other ones coming up this week. So, but I felt it was important to crank this out, get this out there, and um, feel free to tweet at me if you disagree, if you agree, anything, any other comments you want. Big moment in Red Sox history. Dave Dombrowski out. Uh, Bradford show out. See you next time. Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand-new 303 graphene detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Forget front row seats. We're taking you into the action on the field and in the dugout with Season 2 of Play Loud. Follow some of the league's biggest stars as we mic them up and get the cameras rolling during some of the hottest matchups of the season. Catch real-time reactions from Juan Soto and Francisco Lindor in the field and catch all the hilarious conversations between players off the field with unprecedented access. Watch episodes of Play Loud at YouTube.com slash MLB. Play Loud brings you baseball like you've never seen before. I'm Matt Spiegel, and I'm the host of the brand new podcast, Beat the Streak Daily. Every weekday this Major League season, I will update the state of Beat the Streak. The rules are simple. Each day, pick one or two players you think will get a hit. And if they do, your streak continues. Sounds doable, right? But so far, it's been impossible to win. And with millions of dollars on the line, no one has ever gotten to 56. Subscribe now to Beat the Streak Daily, wherever you get your podcasts, and play Beat the Streak for your chance to win $5.6 million.